What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to uh, another episode of Two Dudes of Sports News. Don't know what number it is, but we're still going to run with it. You'll know when you see it. Uh, as always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince, and we have a very, very, very special guest with us for this particular episode. He is the, uh, the co-host of Sports After Dark. He is a true Lakers fan. He reps everything on the West Coast. He is the creator and founding father of the Heavy Shuffle. He is a newly, he is a newly engaged man but a man nevertheless he is one of the main man of sports after dark again one of the founding fathers and you can and he can tell you where to get one of the five sports after dark hoodies ladies and gentlemen audience included bangers included as well christians allowed allow me to reintroduce mr young heavy hey yo jalen is hilarious he's running with it man this is what we used to do not this intro, man, but we would like this whole show started because him and I would just mess around outside of a class. We get there like an hour early and just talk sports. Like that's how this whole thing. We've been friends for shoot. Oh. Damn your tennis joker since he had a uh, I know this joker back when he had a blue Mustang. Yep. Ah, that's dope. He said man. it cost yeah. him his whole tuition. I, that's dope, man. What am I, dope, I say dope, for that, two dope, years? Your friendship was that been that tight, and now y'all y'all it's working been like, uh, sports together. That's really it, dope. It's been like ten years, man. It, it's been a minute. It, it's that's solid. has it been that's, ten years? It's getting close. It's getting it, very close. We're I knew you. I if we're not ten, we're like eight or nine. Like we're close. Definitely, I I've, I know you. Yeah. Damn, yeah, like it might be long. It might be long. <laughs> you know what? That ten probably feel like twenty. Y'all been friends for forever. It's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. That's but heavy, you always glad to have you on the show. Um, talk on um, talk to us. How's everything been with Sports After Dark? Let us know. Also, give us a story background on when the Heavy Shuffle was created. Uh, well, first and <laughs> foremost, man, you know y'all two are my guys, so I appreciate y'all always giving me an invitation to come on here. Um, I'm honored because you know I came into this thing just to talk sports and never thought that you know people would want me to come on and talk sports on their show. So I'm always grateful that y'all always ask me to come on here. Uh, sports at the darkest it's, it's rolling man you know what i'm saying it's it's a grind though I, i'm learning being in this lane that nothing is is given to you everything is earned uh it's rolling as you can see we got apparel now and people is really rocking with it we got a, a new intro that just was made it was really dope uh shout out to roscoe and uh west they did a dope intro for us man so i'm i'm excited what's coming this year with sports at the dark man we got a lot of things coming the heavy shuffle I don't y'all made that name up. That that's not my dance. <laughs> no, I made that name up. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are starting to run with yeah, it. Yeah, everybody is running with it. She they gave it another name, the name where you, they, everybody else gave it. I caught the heavy shuffle. That's just me because that was a shuffle movement. <laughs> Jalen definitely made the name up and everybody is running with it now. And it's just a dance that was popular in, in my era um, in, in Philadelphia, but it was popular in Baltimore, Philly, Jersey. From Baltimore Club Music. It's actually called the Wu Tang. That's what it's called. And okay. You know, I was a part of my era of people and we was dancing. People don't really know I can really dance. So it just was one of those times I was with my folks and my folks always hyping me up. And you know, so I just said, all right, let me, you know, let me show them I can I can get busy one time. And I didn't think that me doing that was gonna make me go viral. And I just was like, because my sons, they really can dance too. But I had to show them, like, you know what, y'all really get y'all moves from y'all dad. So let me. Let me show y'all where y'all really get it from. The apple don't fall too far from the tree, you know. And I didn't, I didn't expect for y'all to run with it, man. But I, it was dope to see that. You know, everybody thought it was cool, so I, I, I appreciate y'all, man. 
<laughs> let me ask. Let me ask you. I, I just uh, remember seeing that come across my timeline, and I was like, "What? Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, I'm with it." Before we get into sports, because I know I know you got other shows to work on as well. Don't want to take up too much of time, but I gotta ask this. Me and Miss Gina, she talks on. Uh, she talks football. <laughs> we were surprised. We were shocked. We were baffled. Not baffled, but we were absolute like caught off guard. We did not see this coming. <laughs> you got to tell us the story with you and Ashley. Y'all are engaged. When did that first start? When did that take off? And did you do the heavy shuffle when she said yes? Uh, it, it actually started, you know, Twitter, Twitter spaces has really been a, a thing, you know. Um, that's how I met Ashley Baker, doing Twitter spaces. It all started because the year I met her, this is when we beat the – this is how I found out she was a Cowboys fan. We beat the Cowboys in the wild card round in Dallas. So that was the year we lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. And she came into a Niners space talking crazy. And I'm like, why is she even talking right now? We just beat the Cowboys. So, you know, I saw Abby and I saw that, you know, she was in the sports and all that. So that made me follow her. I jumped into one of her spaces and I saw that she was hosting spaces for like basketball, top five point guards of all time, shooting guards and you know, I listened in because that's when spaces first became a thing. And I saw that, you know, how it was moving. I said, all right, I feel like I want to be a part of this. So I just kept jumping in her spaces. Then it went from me jumping into spaces about sports, seeing that she really knew sports to jumping into space. Shout out to my guy, Tipville. Tipville was hosting spaces for like music and movies and culture and all of that. Then I got to know me and her became cool on a level that, all right, we really can relate to each other. She's in the church like I am, you know. We got a similar childhood background. And then here we are now, two two years later. Uh, we tried to keep it as much under wraps because a lot of people follow me and her. So it was more of like, if, if you knew, you knew. But we didn't, like, make it like, oh, hey, Ashley Baker and, and, and Young Heavy is dealing with each other. But, you know, once I proposed to her, she was like, you know, we about to break the internet, right? And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we are. <laughs> and we had a lot of people like, wow, we ain't know. And I'm like, well, I mean, really, if you really was paying attention to us, you kind of could put two and two together. But no, I didn't do the heavy shuffle when, when I, I took two drinks, though. I tell you that I was nervous because <laughs> all her mom and it was around. And I'm like, dang, I'm about to do this in public in front of a lot of people. I had to get, I, yeah, I had to get some shots in my system. And I said, all right, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Bro, that gotta be the worst. That gotta be one of the worst, most nerve-wracking things. You better ask somebody that you in love with to marry you. You about to do a public styling and all that other stuff. And like, dog, I'm not saying that she would have said no. I would never say that. But can you imagine somebody saying no in public? It, oh, I, no. there, bro, there's videos of it happening. There, it was like it was a, like a Raptors game like years ago <laughs> where that happened. Go look oh, it up. I see but, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and here's the thing though, like for stuff like that, and this is you know dating advice with heavy Jalen and Garrett here. Like, if that's something that they want, like wrong person to get dating advice yeah, from. Like, with, <laughs> well, hey, I'm in a six year relationship now. Wait a minute. Hey, oh, so my <laughs> doing, I'm, I'm the wrong he person. Said my man doing pretty good. My man, no, I was like, wait a minute. Good. <laughs> I'm talking, no, I'm talking about me. Oh <laughs> like, man, it's like she's not tired of me yet. But like, it, it's I'm kidding. But like, it, it takes a certain person to be okay with that too. Like, yeah, like my girlfriend's very introverted. If I were to do like a public thing like that, like she wouldn't like that either. So like, I feel like that also goes into it for things like 
you know, for the people who do public proposals, if they don't know if that's something that the person would like or not, that I feel like is also part of the reason why people sign out. But that's a different thing. That's a whole different conversation, a whole different well, podcast. Yeah, I just feel like when in th- those situations, if she got a best friend or something, do you find out your homework through through her? Yeah. That's that's what I did. You know what I mean? Her best friend told me that she would like her the the people that's most important to her around her for sure to, to be there whenever that day came. So you know, I had to we had to me and her best friend set it up like it was a surprise dinner. And we got moms, her sisters, everybody that was close to her to be there. So yeah, I think you got to do that first, so you won't have that. If she don't like it. She might say no because she didn't, you know, you threw off guard. So yeah. I think that's that's my best advice. If she got a best friend, get your best friend to do her homework, do the homework for you so you know how to go about it. For sure. Because that, that's a very special moment you don't get to do twice. Exactly. So. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> we didn't look as much as we enjoy the stories and we want to hear more of it, we gotta talk sports. And for sure. the best and like the main thing about it, super wildcard weekend happened. Oh, there were man. a lot of certain events. A lot of things to laugh at, a lot of things to cry about, <laughs> a lot of things to enjoy, a lot of things to make you drink, and a lot of things to make you sweat. Uh, but we definitely had a lot of um, a lot of statements that were made. Statement number one had to be with the first game. Um, the uh, the Browns went into Houston and got ramrodded by the Houston Texans, and C.J. Stroud he put on an absolute show. Garrett, what was your reaction when you saw the game? I, he, here's my biggest thing with it. Like, you, if y'all want to, I've been preaching it for a while. Go back to what you, Jalen, what you and I were talking about back in January, February, March, when we started talking about this whole pre-draft thing. And I, I don't know if you if you agree with me or not, but I remember personally saying, I don't care about – and CeeLo and I were going back and forth about it, talking about another Sports After Dark guy. We were going back and forth about it through Twitter. I'm like, dude, like, I don't care about this SR test. I care about SR test as much as I care about routes on air. Routes on air to pro day mean nothing. You should be making every one of those throws already. I care about, you know, the closest thing you have to NFL talent. I want to see your worst games and how you performed. I want to see your best games and how you performed. I want to see how you did with pressure, with everything close to that next level defense. And I watched Stroud, excuse me, ball out against Georgia. He did everything he could to keep him in that game. And like, I think CeeLo and I agreed on that. He's like, that's when I knew like this kid was going to be different. And then like, oh, well, look at his SR scores. I'm like, that means nothing. Like, I looked at the tape. Tape said kid can ball. I'm not happy he's in my division, but (laughs) (laughs) I ain't happy about that. Rebuild's supposed to take more than an offseason, but okay. That's fine. I'll take it. But I, I, I wasn't surprised. I had Cleveland winning the game. But when I see him start balling out like that, it's like, okay, that, yeah, I don't know what I expected. So, but it was, it was good. It was really, really good. Kid's going to be here for a long – I say kid like he's not only a couple years younger than me. Like he's going to be here for a long time. So it, it's – AFC South got really, really interesting. Now it's three teams and, and then the Titans. Three Heavy. teams and the Titans is crazy. Heavy, what, what I'm, you I'm not wrong. <laughs> Heavy, Heavy, what you thought about um, CJ, CJ's performance in his debut? Uh, so I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I wasn't sold on CJ Stroud when he first came out. Uh, even right. at the, even after the Georgia game, I just was like, all right, okay. I'm going to give him a little, you know what I'm saying? But we'll see when he get in the NFL. Because one thing, you know, Ohio State had a history of 
quarterbacks not doing well in the NFL. So, you know what I mean? I'm a poor, I'm a person. I got to see it to believe it. So, you know, a lot of people telling me, hey, CJ Stroud, that dude. And I'm like, listen, man, they always look great in Ohio State. And then when they get to the NFL, they don't look good. I watched uh, a quarterback win a Heisman, Troy Smith, in at Ohio State was great. And they got in the league and was terrible. So, <laughs> you know, it took me a while, man. And then as the season went on, I said, damn, this kid is good. You know I me. Mean? I'm a person. I give credit where it's due. So as the season went on, I said, you know what, CJ? I, I got to apologize. The kid is good, man. He can ball. I'm with Garrett. I I thought the Browns were going to win, too, because I'm like, you know, Joe Flacco, he got more experience, undefeated in the wild card round. So I'm like, you know, Browns got that good defense. CJ, now I said CJ Stroud would play good, but I didn't think he was going to play like that. that so I seen that. I said, damn. That pass to Nico Collins was was what sealed it for me. I saw that and I see Nico catch it. I'm like, it's over. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Garrett. I said, <laughs> oh, you know what? I said, oh yeah, they gonna they gonna win this game. And then the way they did it, like they destroyed the Browns. I said, wow. And shout out to CJ Stroud, man. I hate that you got to go through that, Garrett, but he is definitely their franchise quarterback. And shout out to D'Amico because I'm happy for D'Amico, of course, because you know 100%. he's from us. So, you know, I'm rooting for him. Uh, that's amazing to do that in your first year as a head coach to win a playoff game, your first year. So, shout out to the Texans, man. They they got something special going on. I'm I'm, I'm happy for D'Amico. I don't know if you saw that one Twitter account. I, I don't know what the name was, but they said, like, oh, you know, C.J. Stroud, first rookie QB to win a play, or win their first wild card game. And everyone's like, what happened to Purdy last year? Yeah, they like, disrespected my man. It yeah, was so good, though. Everybody, and then they were like, first uh, – First quarterback and first head coach to win their first away playoff game. I'm like, okay, first quarter or and Nico Collins is the first Michigan wide receiver in whatever year he's in to catch 97 <laughs> pat, or 97 yards and one touchdown in a wild card game versus the Cleveland Browns at this time of day. Like, quit moving the goalpost, man. Yeah, they like, was, they was. But like, I, it, it, I'm not taking it away from. It was a great game. Like, I'm not trying to sell it short. I just when when people try to make things out of things that don't need to be there. Like, that's I guess yeah. that's how I feel about it. Let's go. Let's go. On, let's go to the next game. Uh, we, let's go to the coldest game of them all. Uh, Miami had to travel to Kansas City. Um, Kansas City, their defense was absolutely dominant. Um, the off, like Kansas City, didn't look great offensively. They had their moments, but they took advantage. It was absolutely frigid temperatures, and it showed for the Miami squad. I thought Miami was going to play better because they've had experience playing in inclement weather last season when they had to go into Buffalo when there was bad weather there. Uh, but Tua, he didn't have his best game. And the thing that I'm most afraid of for him is uh, he's going to lose his job possibly, not if not next year, it's going to be the year after. Because you got to start, you got to look at it what it is. You have a lot of weapons. Yes, they were, like, they were hit with a lot of injuries. But when you take account that you are what you are physically, Mentally, you're good. You're you are a good quarterback. You can play and you have good skill. But physically, you can't escape that much pressure. And when things are not going around you, can you overcome it? And we have not seen it. So I hate that for him. And I'm glad he's been healthy. He's proved and shown that he can stay healthy for a long period of time. But now that you've proven that you can stay healthy, you got to take another step. But I'm thinking another step has to deal with his physicality or like just physically in general. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do it given his in, given the injuries that he's taken in his career. I think a lot of it's more decision-making. Like it, it's, he, Tua has these moments that just like completely baffle you. 
Like he'll like with what happened earlier this season, they had the high, they demolished Denver. What even close? Or was that last year? Was that last year? Or this year? Oh, that was this year. Oh, this year. Uh, it, was this year. it was technically last year. Well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like it, it was this season. It was this season. season. Yeah. This, this season. So like he has a game like that, and it completely like you see that, and you're like, oh my god. Granted, Denver was awful, but like you see something like that, and you're like, this is a, like he's coming into his own. This is a coming out party. Like this is this is his time. And then you see him struggle to throw up 200 yards and have the the mayonnaise man himself lead a comeback game in prime time. And I it's there's not a feaster. The only feaster famine quarterback that's as bad as Tua, and I, I'm not I'm not saying Tua is bad. I'm saying the only quarterback that's feaster famine to the degree or to the degree that Tua is is before four o'clock Kirk Cousins and post four o'clock Kirk Cousins. Because <laughs> 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins is not the same as 4:45 Kirk Cousins. No, they're not. <laughs> definitely, definitely they're not. Are, and definitely they're a totally not different people. Yeah, it, it, yeah. 8:15 Kirk Cousins is not good either. It's definitely different people. Heavy. <laughs> let me ask you this: um, From what you've seen from Miami, given the weapons that they have, what do you think they're missing to be able to compete for a Super Bowl? They um, they're in a division with Buffalo and Jo and the inferior Josh Allen. Junior. Um, Let's call him Junior. We know, we'll call him Elise. We know, we know what the Jets potentially could be, but haven't shown yet. And not really worried about the Patriots for a long time. But like given all of that that's around them, what like what's gotta change? What or like what 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 are they what are they missing? Quarterback. They they can't win a championship with Tua. I'm I'm sorry. I mean from the beginning, I, I always said Tua was Jimmy G two point That's who I felt like he is. And and he, you know, Tua look like Garrett said. Tua looks good when it's finesse and everything is open, and he able to just toss the ball around the yard. But you start putting some pressure on Tua, you get happy feet, and the game changes. That's what how Jimmy G was. Uh, and Tua's arm strength ain't as everybody think it is. You know, Tyreek Hill makes him look better than what he is. Um, until they can change their quarterback position. They will never win a championship. And they talk about bringing Tua back and they believe in Tua. That's a mis- that is truly a mistake. If you go with Tua for the next four years, you ain't going to win no Super Bowl. You're not going to be able to beat Josh Allen. They can't even beat Josh. Dog, Josh Allen owns the Dolphins. He owns the Dolphins. <laughs> Until you can get a quarterback that can compete against him, you ain't going to never have a chance. It's disgusting that you were the two-seed darn near half the year, and it came down to one game. And Josh Allen said, "No, I'll take that." That's how I feel about the Titans. Trust me, I get it. I, I went on a. I'm, I'm going to selfishly plug. Go check out. Is this a bad take? Jaguars collapse. I, there's 20 minutes of me just. It, it's it's fun, but it's rough. <laughs> I'm going to final stage of grief. I'm an acceptance. <laughs> real quick, real quick, because we got to move on. Here's yeah. where I would say the Dolphins can win with them. Um, the Dolphins are so heavy reliant on speed. And from what we've seen, let's go back to last season when they played against the Niners. Uh, Terion Armstead is their best offensive lineman. He's also their most physical offensive lineman. They lack physicality everywhere else and talent on that offensive line. Heck, even on the defensive line. Now, uh, uh, 92, the defensive lineman, uh, Christian Watkins, Christian, um, yeah, Christian Watkins, Mm -hmm. they lack physicality they're not physical they don't have a ton of dogs on there Mm -hmm. they don't have balance where you have both speed and power 
They just got pure speed, light, and no power. And you need power from when the weather gets cold because you need to be able to take the beatings that are going to come and give the beatings that are going to come because when it gets cold, that speed lessens. Uh, let's go. Let's go a superhero route. I'll go the DC route. Flash is the fastest man alive. But the one enemy he's always had trouble with is unlike a, is Captain Cold or any other freeze type villain. Because once you freeze down their speed or slow, unlike that cold slows them down. Their blood flow, their bones, stuff like that slows down. So when you got a team that is fast and that's kind of like that's always in good weather, you send them into an inclement weather type place is going to be a in the line of scrimmage at the running back position, definitely at the wide receiver position. So I think if they are allowed, if they're able to get that, if they're able to get more depth, I think with Tua being a game manager, and which is not a bad thing, that's who he is. That's that like that. I, I humbly admit that. I think he can manage that if they're able to get physical. If they're able to get more physical with the speed that they have, I think that's enough to be able to beat a Josh Allen-led team but they got to get more physical because even the, like the trenches, they always get beat up. But um, let's go on to the other game. Real quick, I got a comparison for you that I think you made. So the way this offense runs at Miami runs, it's a lot of speed. It's speed over size. Jalen Waddle's not the biggest receiver. Tyreek Hill is not the biggest receiver. Nope. It's all focusing on speed and being faster than the man across from you. This is going to be a callback that some people may appreciate and some may not. USFL 1984 Houston Gamblers. Before my time. But before anybody, my time too. <laughs> but that's so it the reason why. So I, there's a great book called Football for a Buck. It's phenomenal. Uh check it out. They don't pay me to say this. I wish they did. It's a phenomenal book. It's about the rise and fall of the USFL the first time around. It's absolutely incredible. But they talk about how Houston's offense ran. They didn't do a lot of rushing. It was more, and if it was, it was all, they were small, undersized guys. Their coach wanted speed over everything else. And yeah, the USFL was in the highest level of competition, but I pulled up their passing stats. Uh, their lead, their first string quarterback had 5,200 yards and 44 touchdowns. Yikes. That's the type, and they had two receivers with over 1,300 yards. Like, that's the type of offense that Miami likes to run with Tyreek and Waddle. And when both those guys are in the game, you get, and this might be a stretch of a comparison, but when both those guys are in that game. You get that quick, you know, no one's keeping up with Tyreek. No Nobody. defensive back is keeping up with Tyreek in, a, in straight line speed. So it, it's, you just have to take that into account. So that might be, I might get heat for this. I don't know. We'll see. Somebody may know better than I wasn't alive to watch this or watch this offense, but knowing about it and reading about it, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Let's go to let's go to Detroit where history was made. Detroit for the first time since 1991 got their first home playoff victory in 32 years. Uh, Jared Goff was sensational. Matthew Stafford in his first game back in Detroit since the trade for Jared Goff. You had the prodigal son versus the forgotten one, and the forgotten one came out on top. Now Matthew Stafford, of course, he won the ball. The trade had to happen, but basically, to me, this was about Jared Goff and Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua was absolutely for most yards in a single in, in the first playoff game. But this story was you were the forgotten one. Uh, the team, Tom McVay, even said 
this could have been handled differently. But you got traded to Detroit. You got traded to Detroit, and basically it's like an exile. That's kind of how they saw it. But Dan, um, but Dan Campbell came in, changed the nature of the culture, and within two years, two seasons, they got their first playoff win. So I asked you guys, uh, what was y'all's reaction to that game? I want Detroit to win it all at this point. Screw it. Why not? I, I think it'd be fun. I, I know you don't, Heavy, but as someone who someone who hasn't had a dog in this fight since week 18, I give me Detroit. Detroit wins it all. I I may be wrong. I just I think this I, I think it'd be fun. It'd be fun to see it. I like there's so many greats that went through Detroit. Some of the best people to ever play this game came through Detroit. Anybody you turn on, you know, it turn on running back highlight tape or talk to some of the guys in the league guys that emulated were Barry Sanders. You talk to guys who were, you know, em- emulated certain wide receivers. Everybody loves and respects Calvin Johnson. Like that's, you have two guys who are some of the best ever played the position who didn't win a ring. And that's not even Stafford won a ring, but he had to go somewhere else to do it. And Stafford's been great. I loved how everybody tried to credit Mahomes with a no look pass and all the Lions fans like, no, 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 He's been doing this forever. Hang on. That's a Stafford pass. Stop it. But like, I, I I love it. I love to see it. I want Detroit to win it all at this point. Just, just selfishly, just because I think it'd be fun. I I like Dan Campbell too. He's a hard guy to hate. Uh, I I was, you know, I I actually picked the Rams to win this game because I thought, you know, Stafford was going to end up doing it. But I did say on the other side, I said, Jared Goff definitely has something to prove because the Rams did get rid of him. For Matthew Stafford to, and it won him a Super Bowl. So I'm sure he had a chip on his shoulder. Like I'm you know what I mean? I helped y'all get to a Super Bowl too. And Jared Goff was really good that year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? You could argue he had MVP numbers that year. So I knew he had something to prove. Uh shout out to the Lions is get uh, for getting that win. You know what I mean? Dan Campbell is got them them boys believing him. I think we all kind of knew that the Lions were going to be really good going into this year because of how they finished last year. So nobody was surprised at what's going on. And the Lions got a strong chance to make the NFC Championship game. I think they beat, me personally, I'm letting you know now, I think they beat Tampa Bay in, in Detroit. I don't think Tampa beats them at no. home. Um, but shout out to the Lions, though, man. Dan Kimball got something going. I am interested to see what they'll look like next year because, of course, Ben Johnson won't be there. He'll be no, gone. No. So no, I, no. It'll be interesting. Yeah, be gone, and, and, we'll talk, and we'll talk more about the Bucks on Bucks and Lions a little Later on, but let's get on to let's get on to we got two um, we got two more. Uh, Bucks dominated the Eagles and yeah. Packers. Y'all see the background? <laughs> they dominated Dallas in I, Dallas. I, I, uh, so out of the two NFC East teams, what was the biggest? Which one had the worst collapse? The worst collapse. The worst, worst collapse? collapse. I gotta go with the Philadelphia Eagles. See, I'm going to disagree slightly. Here's how I'm going to disagree slightly. Philly law, Philly with the Jaguars route. They lost five of the last six. So I, I this one I kind of saw coming. I didn't see they I knew they weren't going back to the Super Bowl this year. Jalen, it's yeah. been a it's been a bad year for former Bama quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, from on from Hertz to uh, Mac Jones, Mac Mac got benched for yeah. Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi, Bryce Bryce is getting murdered. Like I, said, I can never feel. I can Bryce never getting picked up off the ground every week. It's it's not, it's not been good. When he did Mac Jones, put a ben- I mean, I don't even I think gonna... it's all Bill's fault. I, I Mac Mac I Mac Patricia. 
I, I, I didn't I, like Mac coming out either. I didn't I didn't see the hype on Mac Jones. I didn't. Out. I'm sorry. I loved how I there were people mocking, time. There were people mocking him to you guys, and I'm like, that's not gonna happen. I said if we Yo, draft Mac Jones at three, <laughs> at boy, Kyle, I said John, you better pack your bags right now. I would have. At the whole fan base would have been heated at John. John oh, yeah. But Garrett, that, explain, Garrett, explain why. The yeah, for sure. Sorry. Yeah. So for me, like Philly had this collapse we knew we had coming from six, seven weeks ago. Philly might have lucked their way through the first game, but they weren't making it to the NFC Championship this year. There was no way. Dallas had a bit of a drop off. But I, I, I have to say it. Dak had a MVP caliber season. He looked, yeah, absolutely. He, he looked he really, really good. I will, I will always give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Now, if you look at down the stretch, though, this team was starting to fall off a little bit. The wheels are starting to come off. They weren't, they weren't fully gone, but they they weren't looking as hot. Meanwhile, Jordan Love was playing like primetime Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre combined. That Packer team was on fire those last few weeks and really was doing. They were doing great things. And then you got Aaron Jones coming back healthy going into, you know, a diminished Dallas secondary and a diminished Dallas defense where they've never really, they didn't really establish a run game as much as they probably could all year. That's why Dak's numbers were so good. Mm-hmm. And CeeDee Lamb had a career year. I, mean, every, I will give credit where credit's due. Cowboys fans, I'm being nice. Don't happen often. I'm being nice. For now. For now. But that collapse was worse, I feel like, because Philly you can kind of see coming. Dallas had a legitimate shot to make it to that NFC championship spot. I still think you I still think the Niners and the Ravens are the two best teams in this in, it, it's between the two of them. There's no way around it. Lamar's the only guy who could touch Dak for MVP. The only reason why I think Lamar wins it oh, is Lamar's a, MVP. Lamar's now, MVP. A because he's still in it, but B, he brings that rushing aspect to the game that Dak just doesn't do. MVP Lamar is the beat, most. Lamar beat Purdy. Uh, um, uh, you gotta count the head to head. It, it's yeah. it's it's that and most valuable players and most valuable person on the team. When Lamar's not on that team, that offense is garbage. Completely when Lamar, different. When Lamar's in that on that team, that offense is humming. And when you get Dak, who's not in that offense, they still do okay. They don't do as yeah. well, but they they still function. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I mean, I I think I think the Dallas collapse is bigger because Dallas had a legitimate shot. Philly fans, it, Aaron, come at me. I don't care. Y'all y'all were not winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying Dallas. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying Dallas. Why did you say the Eagles? Uh, because if, if I'm looking at the whole season, like the Eagles, they were ten and one, and then at ten and one, you just seen everything go downhill. Not only did you lose the one seed, you lost your division, and had to play on the road in the playoffs, and you got destroyed in the first round against a team that. Honestly, y'all was the more talented team, and you let the Bucks destroy y'all. So it, it was like, how you go from ten and one to end up at eleven and six, and to lose thirty-two to nine? Now I'll say the Cowboys to me, it was a shock because I was looking at the game like, damn, the Packers is really kicking their teeth in right now, and this is beyond me. But at the same token, it's like. Yeah, this was the Cowboys' best year to get to the NFC Championship game, but I, I hate to say it, and you know, I don't know how Cowboys fans go through this all year, even though I'm about to marry one. I don't know how he does this every year. You, you going to learn. You're going to learn. It's like, how do you get yourself up to go through this every year that y'all think that this is y'all year and y'all get to the playoffs and do the exact same thing? 
it has happened for 30 years. I don't understand it. She asked me, you know, on Sports After Dark, she asked me, she was like, well, how far do you see the Cowboys going this year? I said, the divisional round. She said, really? I said, the divisional round. I said, because what else have y'all shown me for us to go off of? Y'all haven't got past the divisional round in over 25 years. And Dak doesn't perform well in the playoffs. And here we go again. He had an MVP year. And in the wild card round, he wet the bed. I said, and y'all going to get this man $60 million to win y'all a Super Bowl? Good luck with that. So I, I that's why I picked the Eagles, but I'm not I'm I'm not mad at Garrett's point either. I I I don't disagree with it either because nobody's seen the Packers punching them in the mouth like that in, in Dallas. That's crazy. Here's where I'm gonna go the route of Dallas, and the reason why I say Dallas because I'm a hater. Simple, simple, <laughs> simple, simple. Hey, Jalen comes sports at the dark every time. I, I come in every time. time. All I know. Time. I know every. We all like, like if you were, if you remember. Um, the Player Haters Club from the J- Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. Um, those members, when it to Dallas I come in hating every time. I don't lie about it. I don't shy about it. Now, but I get the Eagles point. You were 10 and 1. You just f- completely fell off. Your defense got worse and worse. James Bradbury looked like the Panthers' James Bradbury every week. Felt like he made everybody look like Julio Jones. Remember when Julio dropped 300 on his head? He made everybody look like Julio Jones, um, and like every week. Darius Slay, he's up there in age. Um, yeah. That secondary was not the same after they let go of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, that's my guy. That's my guy. So when you look at the Eagles, uh, you look at the talent that they have. I get why the collapse is bad, but coaching was absolute uh, abomination. So I get where you're going with that. I'm going Dallas for this simple fact. What is one thing that has been consistent for the last 28 years? We know what they are. Cowboy fans know what they are, but they follow the cycle every single year. You start off the season, you're not hopeful. Win a few games, you believe it's your year. Get to the playoffs, you choke, then you repeat the same process all over again. It's a big collapse because they fall into the trap every single year and it happened again. It wasn't the fact that they just got ramrodded. It was the fact that Mike McCarthy got out coached and heavy. You tweeted this during the game. He got out classed. He did, man. In the moment where they thought it was going to be time. And I remember I was watching uh, a Cowboys uh, content creator. Dude was saying he was excited once the Rams beat the Niners that they were going to face the Packers in the first round. And I'm like, you don't want to. Mind you, they during that 8-2 stretch, last six, seven games of the season, the Packers have been on a hot streak, mainly Jordan Love. And I looked at that, and you and people ignored. Dallas could not stop the run. Nope. They lacked physicality at that front. They could not run the ball consistently. Nope. Lastly, Dak in the playoffs is always a question mark. But sometimes it's very much a Charles Barkley guarantee. He's going to let you down. And the fact that they got there, everybody was hyped. Everybody was running up. They did the one thing that I knew and fellow haters and my president, Stephen A. Smith, and vice president, Shannon Sharp, knew. 
They were going to let you down and they did it. They were the worst collapse because some people expected different and they should have expected the same. I got one thing to get into before we move on. Jalen, you can use this clip for TikTok if you want. Uh, a couple things. Celia and I were going back and forth about this. The last time, because I know somebody went after him and then deleted the tweet and all of us were like, no, 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 no. You uh-uh, that's forever, man. Uh some some pop culture things that were relevant the last time Dallas won a Super Bowl, which was 1990 or the or 1995. The top songs, Gangsta Paradise. Wow. Waterfalls by wow. Waterfalls and Creep by TLC. Wow. Kiss from a Rose by Seal and On Bended Knee. As Boys to Men, right? Boys to Men. Wow. Oh yeah, video games, Virtua Fighter 2, Street Fighter 0, Mortal Kombat 3. Mortal Kombat 3 was my jaw, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. New movies that year, Major Pain. Major Pain Bad was my Boys, and Friday. Wow. <laughs> the original Friday. Shout out Cat Williams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cube confirmed everything that man said. That was Oh yeah, absolutely he did. That was great. I'm he, like, he, he indirectly said that man is telling the truth. It, Cube has no reason. Shout, shout out to Shannon Sharp Club Shay Shay. He's doing his thing. I'm happy about that. But anyway, he's got. That was, he's got it, was, it was an exciting wild card weekend. It was a like, but now we move on to the real football. We move on to the division around. So we got four completely stellar, very very interesting matchups. We got the um, we got the Texans at Baltimore facing the number one overall seed and probably unlike potential MVP candidate Lamar Jackson. You got. The main event of Mahomes versus Allen part three. You got uh, the Niners hosting the red hot young Green Bay Packers. And you got Detroit hosting the big, uh, the quote, and the quote, Miss Ashley Baker, big Baker and the Buccaneers. Um, so let's, let's go, let's go by quickly each game. We'll mm -hmm. start off with the first game. That's going to be the Texans and Ravens. So I ask you, what shot do y'all give the Texans to go into Baltimore and upsetting the Ravens? Stay tuned for part two.